0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the incremental changes that, if taken slowly enough, can lull a docile population into submission. Opposition happens slowly at first, and then all of a sudden. The current crisis in Hong Kong is a case in point. The handover of Hong Kong occurred at midnight on July 1st of 1997. When the UK ended administration of the colony of Hong Kong and passed control of the territory to China. Hong Kong became a special administrative region and continues to maintain governing and economic systems separate from those of mainland China. But slowly, over the years, the promise to maintain Hong Kong semi independent has been slowly eroded. The ownership of the new territories has also been brought into question now that the lease from China to Hong Kong has reached the end of its term. The island of Hong Kong remains part of the territory, but Kowloon on the mainland may eventually end back in China's direct control. The difference in liberties between the two is stark. For example, full internet access with no censorship of sites like Facebook has been available in Hong Kong every time I visited the city. The neighboring city of Shenzhen, less than 30 minutes away by train, the internet is tightly controlled, and sites like Facebook and YouTube are simply not accessible. Visits to cultural sites have government tour guides who take you to very specific locations. As a tourist, I was not free to travel or visit wherever I wanted. China has wanted Hong Kong for a long time and coveted the economic boom that the city represents. Eager to replicate the conditions, the Chinese government built hundreds of skyscrapers in Shanghai, hoping to shift the economic center of gravity from Hong Kong to Shanghai. Many of those buildings sat empty for many years waiting for the tenants to come. This was a long term plan, it was not a quick fix, and to some extent they've been successful. Shanghai has become an equal to Hong Kong in terms of economic activity. This is the result of China playing the long game. The government doesn't have to win an election every two years to stay in power. It's a controlled evolution towards greater economic power. China is in the Soviet Union both emerged from strict communist doctrine to free markets at about the same time, but did so very differently. China threw out the old Soviet rules and created a completely free market with almost no rules. We tend to think of our capitalist markets in the West as being quite free, but in fact, many of the markets are highly regulated. Completely open markets can degenerate into anarchy and corruption very quickly, and many of the so-called Russian billionaires have emerged from the chaos and mayhem that followed the transition from a tightly controlled market to one with almost no rules. The protests in Hong Kong are over a new bill that was proposed by the Hong Kong government in February regarding the extradition to amend the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance. It relates to special surrender arrangements and for mutual legal assistance between Hong Kong and any place outside Hong Kong, specifically mainland China or Taiwan. The bill was first proposed by the Hong Kong government in February of this year in response to a homicide involving a Hong Kong couple while visiting Taiwan. Hong Kong does not have a treaty with Taiwan, which allows for the arrest and extradition, even for murder. Negotiating such a treaty would be problematic for the government of China, since China does not recognize the sovereignty of Taiwan. So to resolve the issue, the Hong Kong government proposed an amendment to the existing law that would create a mechanism for case-by-case transfers of fugitives Under the order of the chief executive, to any jurisdiction in which the city lacks a formal extradition treaty, and that includes extradition to mainland China. The inclusion of mainland China into the amendment became a concern to many people in Hong Kong society. Democracy advocates expressed fears that the city's jurisdiction would merge itself with Chinese laws administered by the Communist Party, eroding the one country, two systems principle that was established in the handover in 1997. Opponents have urged the Hong Kong government to establish an extradition arrangement only with Taiwan and to sunset the arrangement immediately after the surrender of the suspects. The protests have been large and vocal, with anywhere from 200,000 people participating, up to 2 million depending on who's counting. Police estimates put the largest protest march at about 338,000 people. Let's be clear, these are large protest marches. The protests in more recent days have turned to vandalism and the Chinese government is signaling that they need to restore order and the rule of law. So now the concern is that Hong Kong experiences an escalation of violence involving the police or perhaps even the military. This could result in an ideological flashpoint between China and the West, where the assertion of China's muscle over Hong Kong creates a values-based confrontation between China and the U.S. The global economic impact of a confrontation over Hong Kong could be far greater than the current negotiation over trade practices. Global supply chains could be disrupted and we could experience significant price increases. This is something that we as real estate investors actually need to pay attention to and ensure that we have alternate sources of supply that can service your business in the event of a disruption. As you think about that, take a close look at your own supply chains. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.